we are now part of the Enlight Podcast Network. With such awesome shows like Trek Off, Pop Off, The Hot Mess Podcast with Phil Stamper, and Ninjas vs. You. Subscribe to those. They're going to be fun. It's going to be neat. But we're still number one. Because we're supposed to be. Because we're the oldest. Enlightpodcast.com. Go there. It's time for Trek Off. Star Trek podcast to kick you in your effing teeth. Welcome to Trek Off. I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. And uh, we're here. We're, we had a discussion um, when we started about whether or not this was going to be our first episode. Um, so it's possible that what you're listening to here is the first episode that you will ever have heard. Or you're listening to the third <laughs> Or in an alternate reality, that's right. You're, you're listening to the third. Yes, you see what happened is this was going to be the third, and then Nero came back in time and he changed. <laughs> he changed some shit and everything. used red matter, and now look at what everything, the fuck happened. Now is, this is the first episode. Oh, good old red matter. You know what's really funny is while we're doing the sound check, you didn't spike out at all, and then you <laughs> and then you've already spiked out. Uh, it's different it is different um <laughs> i get excited <laughs> so uh so we were gonna um as we said in what might be the second episode or no, third count no no what might have been the second episode which would be the episode before this oh okay All right, we said <laughs> or you'll hear it later, <laughs> um, later. <laughs> um we said that we were going to talk today about the next generation movies um because we went through and we sort of ended kind of abruptly. Um, for those of you who heard that podcast, I think it's time for us to come clean about what happened is we got very loud and the child that was sleeping in the house. <laughs> and and you, if you listen back, if you listen back very carefully, you'll hear way in the background, you'll hear right before, right before we go, okay, and that's it. And we're wrapping up. You'll hear, you'll hear, why you woke me up? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's what happened. Um, so that's why it ended so abruptly. But I think I think it's a good place to start um, because I think that people's uh, I think for most people, uh, Star Trek is not a television series. I think that for for those of us who are in um, who are past our twenties, um, we're in our post twenties. Um, for those of us who are As past, we like to call them. those of us who are past our twenties, Star Trek is a film series and not a television series, um, and it's because nobody nobody watched Enterprise, and so uh, most people I know are familiar with uh, Star Trek: First Contact and the new Star Trek movie, um, and those are people who are let's say twenty and under, um, just aren't that aren't are sort of not that aware of the existence of the. I mean, there there were the existence, but they. It's as dated, let's say, as the difference between the Charlie's Angels television show and the Charlie's Angels movies. It's it's the or the the what was it? The Police Squad, the the Police Squad TV show, and the Naked Gun movies. As, as far as they're concerned, it's a series of movies. So I think it's a, it's a. Do you de- think it's that disparate? Well, I mean, I think you have. All right, so I know that you've got Next Gen is rerunning on I think G4 and on like some local channel. Yeah, but like before it was rerunning on that, like it was rerunning in a lot of places. Yeah, but but not a lot of people I think were. Now our audience, sure, I mean if the, the people. I mean if you're going to be looking for a Star Trek so podcast, I, I hope to fuck did you, you actually watch the did show. Did you know there was a show? There's a whole freaking show. You used to be able to turn on every week and there'd be two hours of Star Trek because there were two shows. It's like getting a movie every week. Now you gotta wait. Yeah, no. So, but I mean I think because that's where we were the next gen movies are as good as any as any place to start um they certainly are the the source of i'd say the most controversy 
um, in terms of quality, in terms of people liking them, in terms of... I must not be up on my controversy. Did they did they kill the franchise? Um, what? People say that shit? Oh, people say... Shut well, up. People say, you know, they, I mean, there are, th- there are many theories as to what killed the franchise, but one popular theory is that the the declining quality in movies along with the along with Enterprise ended up killing the franchise and that you had a, a, a sickly franchise when you had the double whammy of what was Nemesis and Enterprise at yeah. the same time. And that Nemesis, which disappointed, and Enterprise, which disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people point, look, there are people who defend ne- Nemesis. I I have to admit, that, and I'll get into how I watch movies, but the the... That I of late watch Nemesis more than any of the next gen movies, um, and while I was disappointed, and I can certainly see the problems in it, I don't, I don't hate it at all. Um, I don't either. Uh, but it it was not very good, and it did have a lot of problems. Um, and Enterprise at the same time was not very good. As a matter of fact, it was about to get very good because Enterprise in the fourth season was actually pretty good. Um, but with with Nemesis and Enterprise going at the same time, there was you know people go well, it opened it opened right between James Bond and Lord of the Rings, and and that's why nobody came out to see it. And here's the truth: is it it opened at number two, two ready, two. Uh, you see, this is gonna be much more dramatic if I can remember the film. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> you can't remember the fucking film. <laughs> um, uh, made in Manhattan. Shut your fucking mouth. Open at right number now. one. Um, See, but that just I think speaks to the re- the rejectedness of the human beings in general. Then that that movie somehow is better than the worst Star Trek movie ever made. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, so I go back. I go back to when Nemesis um, came out. Um, oh, what? Like I'm going to get mad at you for spilling? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, my turn. <laughs> yeah. Are you drinking Coke? Oh. There's a, there's a voice that you're the power not. Of J- there's a voice that F you're the barely power hearing. Of well, step step over. So there's a voice that you're barely hearing. So step over. This is this is uh, Mr. Mr. A. Mr. A. Mr. Alexia. Yes, um, so uh, so you can step in the mic because it's. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Mr. A. Hi. From time to time, Mr. A will be here. I may chime in from time to time. Um. He he said I may chime in from time to time if you didn't hear him. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's a it's, bad, a, yeah. it's a unidirectional mic. So, yeah, nope, only the same. Um, so, uh, so, uh, Mr. A does say the power of J Lo, and look, look, I actually cite Made in Manhattan as an example of how good an actor Ray Fiennes is, because I think that Made in Manhattan came out pretty close next to Red Dragon, and I go the fact that he was a fairly convincing, charming, romantic lead in a comedy. In the same year that he was also in Red Dragon. Oh yeah, no, Ray Fiennes is, is, is yeah, fantastic. So, I love him. So J-Lo, I, I can't stand. And I don't, I don't, and I don't want to sleep on the movie too bad because I haven't seen it. Um, so, so I think, I think that the that what you get down to is that that I was a fan. I had a lot of people who are Star Trek fans that I invited to go see Nemesis with me, and they didn't. Now, Lord of the Rings was coming out after, um, in a couple weeks, and you know maybe it's part of the the aging populace of Star Trek fans of which I was sort of on the, en- the tail end of, of Star Trek's heyday in that I was in middle school and next gen started and I was finishing high school and next gen ended. So, you know, Star Trek's heyday were people older than me. So at the time you had people who had kids and stuff and, and who might only be able to get childcare for one movie that month. And it was going to be Lord of the Rings. And so maybe that was it. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, whereas, where, whereas, you know, as you know, the fandom that it wanted to appeal to, but I mean, I know people who didn't have kids; they just weren't. I mean, they just they they found they had other things they wanted to do that night. It just wasn't something that was pressing for them to go see. But do you think it's really just that movie, or even that movie coupled with Enterprise? Like Voyager doesn't hold any blame. I'm just saying. Well, no, I look. I like, because it's like a decline, right? Well, it's like, part, it's part of a decline, but it, but at the time we hadn't seen. I mean, the Enterprise was not 24th century track; it was 22nd century track. So yeah, so we had not seen 24th century track for three years. We had not seen the next gen crew. They were the they were the flagship, of, you know, not of the franchise as well. And they were just they. I mean, you would expect, right? You would expect that they'd get in there and. You know that everybody would be like, "They're the ones we want to see." You know, and and there was no interest. Now the trailer was not great. The trailer didn't say much, but I mean, I think when First Contact came out, people who had never seen Star Trek were coming out to see that. Yeah, the level of hype for that I think was was uh, much was, bigger than was there though. Was there hype or was there word of mouth? Because the people that I knew who came to see it went to see it like third, fourth weekend. Because okay, no, because the people well, like I went, like we at the time knew somebody who was working at the theater, like like worked at a movie theater that like had like actually gone through and done all the like you know help, helps do the standees and all the shit for it, and like got us tickets. Like the shit was packed and sold out when we went. Well, as was as was Nemesis when I went to go see it on Friday night, the eight o'clock show Friday night, it was sold out. Because all the Star Trek fans came out the eight o'clock. The question is, you know, what's it going to do Saturday? What's it going to do Sunday? You know, and that's and that's the deal. Is is it is it going to have legs? Because because First Contact had legs. First Contact did well. well I think the reason it like I think First Contact had the ability to to appeal to more casual people who don't have a background in having watched Trek, but who've watched a couple of one. episodes of Next Gen and they yeah, know like it. who knew enough. Because it's kind of a um, a self-contained storyline, if you think about it. Certainly. Do you know what I mean? As like, is Nemesis, though. Nemesis is too. I guess I feel like the the ones that most people hate on, right? Like Insurrection. Well, that just deserves it. And Nemesis. I like Insurrection. FYI. Really? I do. I do. I like it. And I'm going to tell you what. Really? You know what FYI stands for? Fuck your insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you suck my dick? I, I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh, wait a minute. There's something in my colon. It's Insurrection. That's amazing. That's amazing. Ooh, insurrection. I can stop time and look at this piece of dung. Hmm. Insurrection. Suck it. You can't say insurrection without erection. Go. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so that should mean it's good though, right? Yeah. Anyway, the the way I see like insurrection and nemesis. I'm going to go into the toilet and make it so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you think he does that? I'm just saying. Do you think he's sitting there? No, no. Straight. Make, <laughs> it, make it so. so. <laughs> make it so. Oh, engage. Oh, or like he takes a chick back to his room and he just like points at his dick and is like, make it so. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, if your turbo lift can go up a little higher, that'd be great. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Hey. See, don't touch things. You screw what? up. Hi. <laughs> Stop touching it. I'm not it. touching anything. Okay, we're actually going to have to cut this part out. <laughs> oh, okay. See? And then you went and touched it again. Everything was fine.
All right, good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, awesome. Um, okay, so I'm going to have to actually do editing on this show. Fantastic. What? Don't what, do it now, though. What were we talking about? That. Um, uh, about about Captain Picard's cock and making it so. Yes. Um, no, we were talking about. Um, I was saying insurrection and nemesis occur as kind of like um, like the way I look at some of the ones that people consider to be weak from the original series movies, um, that are essentially more character development than anything else. Like the storyline isn't some really strong, you know, necessarily super compelling on its own kind of thing. Although Insurrection does tackle a lot of, you know, important issues, I think. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? How many licks does it take, Admiral? (laughs) Or how about the fact that they're going to fucking transport 600 people off of a planet because they want it? I mean, American Indians, how many other... I'm just saying, it speaks to something. But that that aside, that's not really my point. Like, that aside, like, I feel like it's more of a a character development and character exploration, and you learn stuff about the people and how they interact with each other. Like, Jordy in in Insurrection, you know, being able to see a sunset for the first time. That scene was was the best scene in the the movie, in my opinion. there's, There's stuff like that that's going on that I think that I personally like because I think the strength of Star Trek is not just in the storylines that will that will you know talk about things that are going on at the time or tackle issues that you feel like you can't be tackled in a in a real world setting you know we'll put it in space people will be fine with it but they didn't do that in the movies but and they didn't saying, even do that in Insurrection well to my in my opinion it, but they didn't it's not they didn't do it at all like that's certainly something that we've taught like I mean it, and 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 and, in the, and particularly in the conversation between Picard and the Admiral dude like. There's How many licks does it take, Admiral? <laughs> particularly in that scene. There, you know, it's not that like the Admiral. in the Matrix, by the way. I know, you know, I knew. I was like, what do I know that dude from? Yeah, um, the Matrix, sorry, go on. He, um, they're saying, they're saying certain things that are like, like they both have compelling arguments, right? Like, it's not like you're just like solidly on one person's side and no, and there's no sense coming from the other side. I disagree with you. Really? I respectfully disagree. Okay. I think Starfleet's right. <laughs> Really, I feel. I feel like. Well, okay, we, we can get. I here. We can get into that well, later. Here's, I suppose. Here's a, here's a, here's the very difficult like position I am. I am in when it comes to recording this this podcast is that I want to be able to hit like like all four movies individually because I feel like there's there's enough. Okay, well let's not in get into it then. That's um, fine. Yeah, I want. I, I want to say that. Su- I, suffice to say, what you will hear me say later, without me getting way into it, is that it is a planet in Federation space which has the capability in a time of war because they are in the middle of a war mm-hmm. to heal everyone. We just, if we just take stuff from the rings, it heals everyone. And there are 600 people who are living on a Federation planet who knew that they were going on to a Federation planet when they landed there. But never did they consider talking to those motherfuckers. They were just going to bloop, yeah, yeah, move yeah. them. I'm no. just saying like, I'm not saying necessarily yeah, no. that they don't, that's what I'm saying. He, he had a point. There were compelling arguments on both sides. And all Picard was saying, you can't just fucking take them. And, and, and now that they're there and move them out the way, I'm just saying like, it occurs to me as more of a like a debate there, and they just went about it the wrong way. Like I'm not saying I don't see the merits of what the dude is saying, but there's a right way to do some shit, and then there's a wrong way to do some shit. No, I agree and, with you, and that's that's what I think is is more the root of the issue. Um, All right, well, let's- but what I was saying about those movies in particular, the ones that people tend to not like. Um, is that they're more about character development as I see it, and I'm a big fan of that because I feel like that's a big part, at least to me, of what makes Star Trek so 
interesting and so engaging. Well, I will. I will also <laughs> respectfully respectfully disagree with you. Um, How is that not part of its charm? How is that not part of what makes it great? In what way do the characters develop from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie in Insurrection? How are they different without, with the exception of Riker being shaved and realizing he likes Troy? How has anybody changed from the beginning of the movie to the end? It's exploration. It's not necessarily about change. The the dictionary definition of development is change. Okay, fine. To develop is to change. Fine. That we learn more about their characters. Certainly, it's, certainly. It's a lot. A little bit. A little bit. I'm saying it's more about fleshing out the characters and how they interact. Well, with let's each do. Other. Let's do this. And I like that. And that 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 appeals to me. And is not necessarily, you know, not enough to carry a movie. Quite frankly, you know. And it's not like there's not enough plot to help carry that. And those two episodes occur kind of like a two-hour episode. Sort show, of right? as, as a and as I a mediocre that, two hour. Well, episode, and I think some people opinion. like in like you feel like if it's going to be a movie, there's like a level or a caliber of the story, and I feel like First Contact hits that, and that's why most people sort of hold that one up because it it has that. The interesting thing is that when we hit uh, generations, is I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with your reasoning, and that's the one people sleep on that one a lot, and I go G- generations is personally my favorite. It's my favorite too. Um, Holy shit! We agree on something. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's I think that's a good I think that's a good transition point to go. If we're gonna go over the movies, let's back up. Let's back up to May of 1994. And in May of 1994, we are given the final episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is um, which is all good things. It's an hour and fifty, an hour and forty five minutes if you take out the commercials. Right. It's it's movie length. It's feature length. Mm-hmm. Um, with some spectacular special effects, um, uh, a really interesting, intricate storyline, character development. There's a good amount of action. There's a good amount of comedy. There's a mystery, um, um, and with the exception of the production values, where you know the set is all lit like TV. It, right, it's, it's not it's the a, same as it's a, a TV movie. show. It's mm-hmm. a TV show, but it's with the exception of that. I feel like you have what is, in my opinion, the best next generation movie, which is the episode all good things which is where which is where we left off last time was right. we were talking about all good things you get to i think it's like november 16th or november 18th 2004 and i know that because i had the poster okay and it's advertised as as two captains one destiny and it's star trek generations and tell me that doesn't just make you cream your pants i'm just saying at the time absolutely i was like absolutely i was yeah. like with the, <laughs> i will i will say this absolutely except that there was a hint of obviousness to it. There was a hint of, there was a hint of, of course that's what they're going to do. They had the old movies or the new movies, of course what they're going And there was a hint in my head of, of this is what the fans expect and they're giving the fans what the fans expect. And there was a part of me that, were, that kind of felt like, I'd like my next gen movies now, please. But what's wrong with that? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you like actually move on? And go into the next generation movies without acknowledging sort of the end of an era of the original. And, stuff. and I and I and I agree with you. Um, again, to a point, I agree with you to a point. And I the reason and I didn't agree with you until about four months ago when I was reading a uh, maybe it was five six months ago. It was right before the Elm Street movies come came out, and there was a guy who was reviewing all the Elm Street movies, and he immediately prior to that was reviewing all the Star Trek movies, and he was not a fan of the next generation. He had never watched Star Trek. He never watched the original series. He knew of it. He knew who Kirk and Spock and Picard were, but he, he, he knew who Kirk, 
He knew who Kirk and Spock and Picard were, but he had no real next generation knowledge. Um, and so he watched the motion picture through um, the new Star Trek movie. And when he got to the next gen movies, he was lost. He didn't know who the people were. He didn't know what they were, what they were all about, who this doctor was, why they're on a ship, what a holodeck is, um, what who Worf is, why there's a Klingon on the ship, why he's friends with everyone else, why why there's a robot who who want who feels bad and then wants emotions, but why did he feel bad to begin with? Because he seems melancholy to begin with. Um, why there's a guy with a hair clip on his eyes. He didn't get any of this from Star Trek Six to Star Trek seven generations. He didn't get any of it. And the one part of the movie that he liked, which a lot of people felt was shoehorned in was the Kirk stuff because he had all he had watched was the movies. And I think there was a, there's an assumption in the movies that you've seen the next th- generation that I, there. That assumption does not exist in the original series movies. Yeah. They, they assume you kind of know who Kirk and Spock are. And outside of knowing who Kirk and Spock are, by the time you get to Star Trek 2, there's no assumption that you know who anyone really is and you don't have to know. Now, 2, 3, and 4 are a trilogy. You do need to know what happened in 2 to understand 3. You need to know sure, what happened. Sure, but only in the movies. Like, you only don't in need the to know. Yeah, it's, it's its own thing. Right, Whereas, which is true of any kind of sequels to movies, generally but, speaking. But, That's fine. But Star Trek Generations assumes that knowledge the of the show. And, yep. without, and, and that you'll, there's, there's, you will be lost. And reading that, I kind of agreed with you. I, I now feel like, yes, of course you need to have both to carry on your movie fans into people who never watched Star Trek on TV but enjoyed the movies every year, once a year. Why not? Yeah. Um, uh, so I get that. I, I, I get why he was brought in. Well, because you've got to imagine, like, think about the, the time period between the end of the original series and the first movie. Sure. Yeah. It like, was, it's, it's substantial. It's eight years. You know, like... That matters. Like it's enough time that like Sorry, someone. It's Ten years. That's what I'm saying. Like it's enough time for somebody to like years. hear about a movie and go watch it and be like, oh, what is this, and not have any knowledge of the series, and that and that not being weird, right? Because it's not like it's a movie coming out like, oh, the series just ended. They couldn't keep going. Like with like with the next generation, you know, it was more like the series is over. Now it's time to continue it in movies, you know. And I think that's what people. We're waiting for and expecting. Whereas the movies... I am sorry. Stop moving. I didn't touch thing. it. You did. I watched you. I saw you. All right. Um, whereas in the movies... Stop living. In the movies... Um, yeah, like if you haven't watched The Next Generation, like they don't really give you any setup. Yeah, sure. I agree. And and but But even without that, even without like considering somebody just watching the movies and having no... No sense of of background, like there's just something about the idea of Kirk and Picard working together on a mission. About yeah, and I love it's not them versus each other. No, that's, 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 that's what you expect. But that's the that, thing. What I love that's about what you it, expect right, is going to happen. What I love about it is the fact that it's like you've got Kirk and you've got Picard, and in that movie, what you get to see, like, because it's the age old debate, like, who's the better captain? Who do you subscribe to? And it doesn't matter who's better because they're friends. Right. It doesn't matter who's better, but more importantly, what it allows you to do is to see the strengths and the and the differences and the and the ways that they're alike. You know, because like they're both not enthralled by the Nexus. Yeah. You know, like Kirk is a little more into it than Picard. You know, because he's 
quite frankly, at a more desolate point in his life. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about a dude that not only doesn't have his well, fucking ship, he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have his ship anymore, and now he doesn't have anything to go home to. Oh, I think Picard is a fairly desolate point at that but, point, But too. it's But he at least Either still way. has Either his, way. But yeah, I'm saying sure. the difference is he still has his ship. He has a purpose. He still he has, has a purpose, purpose to his yeah. life. He's where, grieving, but he has purpose. Pr- precisely, whereas yeah. Kirk kind of has nothing, you know? Like, he's just feeling like a dinosaur, sure. but he has nowhere to go home to. Okay. You know, whereas whereas Picard has kind of had like a nebulous home and family that, albeit, has been taken from him, but he still has his ship. He still has his crew. His he still has family. his exactly. Yeah. He still has his purpose. So he's a little. He's got a little bit leg up in terms of desolation over yeah. Kirk in that sure. moment when they both are entering the Nexus. So it makes sense that Kirk is a little bit more attached. But in the end, he's absolutely in the exact same place as Picard because he comes to that realization of. This isn't real. It's got to matter. And if this doesn't matter, why why would I bother? Yeah. Because that's something they absolutely have in common. At their core, at who at sure. core of who they are is making a difference in the and not just the world but the universe. Now without now without hitting without getting so deep into it cuz we will later. You know, positive parts of the movie, in my opinion, the lighting um to see the ship that we had seen in the show look like a movie set was cool was that the lighting made no sense why it would be so dark on a ship but who cares it was neat um it was neat because it was the same set it was the same set with just the lighting's insanely cool like you know it's no longer it's more dramatic it doesn't look beige it doesn't look beige anymore yeah but it's the same ship no it's definitely Um, more dramatic especially you can tell like in the fucking scene where they're like crashing and shit oh sure and like everything is just fucked and they have this one shot this one shot of Riker's face that's like grim as shit right before they hit and it's really dark and like God, yeah. oh, gritty, yeah. and it absolutely captures that moment oh, of yeah. right before you're about to fucking crash. Yeah. And it's like, damn. The <laughs> other, the other good, the other good things in there, um, you know, the stellar cartography scene again, visually oh, was really Lord, neat, yeah. especially at the time. You know, oh my God, the yeah. crash sequence. Some people don't like it. Some people think it's clearly a model. I watch it now and I go, yeah, it's clearly a model. But the, when I first saw it. Oh yeah, yeah, when I first saw it, I was yeah. absolutely wrapped up and yeah. caught up in it. It looked real as shit to me. The the uh, Malcolm McDowell as a villain is great. Oh, he's a fabulous. Um, one. the 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 dialogue within the scenes I really liked. It's really moody. It it's is. really lots of you know they say that time is the fire in which we burn. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like you never got better than that in terms of capturing sort of the sort of the philosophical Star Trekky speak that you might have, and that that's good. Now, bad things about the movie. Um, your secondary villains suck. Uh, you're using the Klingon sisters was ridiculous. It didn't make sense. They were shoehorned in. Um, How do you feel? I feel like they were. They. It was just sort of out of the blue. Here they're they are. getting a weapon, right? Yeah, like no, the, okay, I'm not. Say, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. But of all the villains that you could choose in all of the Star Trek universe, that you would choose, sort of the two losers. Like it would, I almost feel like there's a poeticness in that, right? Uh, like here are these. I feel like you're, they, I think you're, like you're defending things because you're you love the movie, which I do too. But I feel like they're <laughs> they're they're weak. They're badly performed. They they are just not interesting characters. I mean, who, like in is a, this because they're female? No, there are lots of great female characters that I would I would have loved to see, especially once you get to DS Nine. But but I I think that in in terms of them, I just don't think that I don't dig them at all. Um, and I don't know when 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 he 
And you walks an on the ship and he hits that the one of them, and she's like, "It's about to be a mating ritual." Yeah, I think that to me equals good. Sure. Well, I, I like it. I, I thought it was good, but they were just not compelling or menacing, or they were kind of you know they were like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. They're just like, "Ooh, we're funny little Klingon ladies." You know, oh, human females are so repulsive. Are so repulsive. It was just like, okay, <laughs> okay, we get it. You're Klingons. Woo. Um, but I feel like like that. I feel like the but the, they weren't the menace. I feel like that the, was that makes sense because really, that like they couldn't sure. have been right. Like because they're like they're the ones who are in it for a weapon. They're and, patsies. And they're patsies. They are. And but quite frankly, in the moment when they when they actually like they're watching him and they're like, God, you know, the only guy who doesn't go to fucking engineering, and I get it, you know. But like when they have that moment when they get the frequency of the shields, and they just unload the mother load on them. Yeah, I never you know? got the sense it was the mother load. That that battle, I never got the sense of. Really, um, you didn't have a sense of tension. I was like, "Holy no. shit!" And it happened so fast, and like Riker and all them, and it really not I, after not after the last movie I saw that we talked about was Star Trek Six. That space battle was unloading, and it seemed you know, and and if it seemed like the best parts of that space battle resembled Star Trek Six, it's because they used the same shots. Um, which, in its own way, is a little unforgivable to use the exact. But it's not. They did that shit in the original series all the time. No, no, you know? no, no, no. These are movies. But are movies. it doesn't this mean that you don't have budgetary constraints. They use the all right when the main bad guy ship explodes. They use the same exact shot. The same shot. You're certain. I'm certain of it. I'm absolutely certain of it. Yeah, no, it's the, it's the same shot. The same shot of the torpedoes going through and the Klingons flying through. Yeah, it's all from Star Trek VI. They just reuse it. Um, yep. So Regardless, um, okay, maybe it didn't feel tense for you. It felt yeah. tense for me. And it felt like what once it does... Once they crashed, once they were crashing, does, yeah. Not even before the, before the crash, because they're, they're being fired on, right, at will. And they don't have any way well, of stopping will, it. Will is piloting the ship. Ha ha! You're so funny. I know. It's amazing. I'm a comedy writer. It shows. It really doesn't. Um, so what I'm saying though is that the when they're in this time crunch, they like Riker, and it shows. <laughs> you hear that? That was great. <laughs> it was a vodka. Vodka. Pinnacle whiphead. It's good. Anyway, um, no way. I'm kidding. They aren't paying us. Um, anyway, <laughs> my favorite vodka is ninjas versus zombies. <laughs> it's my favorite, my favorite vodka in the world. Stop. That would be a cool ass vodka. Order that, it on Netflix. Totally off topic. Um, the, I mean, as an alcoholic yeah. beverage, you should do that though. Um, no. <laughs> well, and, and again, I, I don't want to completely dissect the movie because okay, okay, there is okay, something I'm we just... haven't hit. There's something we haven't hit, okay. which is my point is that that's my favorite. That was the discussion we were to have. Yeah, and, and it, and the, it and is, generations it, is to me my favorite, and it occurs to me that it's that there's a good chance um, that it's an emotional one. That it's in not, the same way six was for me. Correct. That yeah. it's not necessarily because it was the strongest plot or because it was the no, best storytelling. It was the it was. Well, it occurs to me as mostly because you've got Kirk and Picard together. Sure. Working on something. Well, and for and me, it was for me, it was it's the only next gen movie that emotionally resonates with me. It's the it's the it's what's happening with Picard. It's the performances. It's the it's it is the only time you see the next generation crew in a in a movie. 
and I will and and I will explain to you what I mean as we go on to the other movies. But it's the only time you see the next generation crew as you knew it in a film. Um, uh, now we do have to talk, and you said great plot, and we do have to you know the elephant of the room in Star Trek Generations is that it has the largest logical flaw of any film that one must just look back past when they see it. And the logical flaw is this. Where do you want to go? I know exactly where I want to go. I need to go back to the planet right before Soren destroys the star. I have to stop him. Now, of course, he doesn't say I need to go back to the ship. Three days ago when I met Soren, he doesn't say I need to go back to the ship before Soren beamed over. He doesn't say I need to go back to the ship before anything happened. He goes, I need to go back to the planet five minutes before he stops him. And if anyone wants to jump in and go, well, he wanted to protect the timeline. Well, if he wanted to protect the timeline, then he'd let the planet get destroyed. So clearly he's not, you know, he's willing to change the. You're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, mean, a, it's, it's a problem. It's it's definitely it's an op- an absolute like this is how we get our climactic scene. Yeah. And it's only if he goes back to right before the shit hits the fan because if you have him go back when he could just be like on the ship and be like, hey, you're that Soren guy that was asking about me. Is this what you want? Yeah. They, anybody anybody thirsty? Now you are, bitches. <sighs> <laughs> um. I love this. You don't keep this around the house. I bring some. You're like, I'm gonna drink that bitch. Anyway, um, like it. He instead of him, yeah, instead of him walking into like the sure. fucking lounge and being like, "Yo, that you're that Soren dude that wanted to talk to me." Hey, I got a place for you to go. Like, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk over here in the brig. Yeah. Like, you're right. He and doesn't now, do that. And, 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 and that ultimately, like, if you were really thinking about it from a logical put, point raped. of view, no. yeah, like that's what you would do. It's like, and this is the part where we butt rape you. Sorry about the butt rape thing. I I apologize. <laughs> Make it so. That's what he says when he has people butt rape. Number one, go into his number two. Um, <laughs> um, that's not right. That's just not right. Uh, let's breach his warp core. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, the warp core did breach in that one too. Um, <laughs> I'm just it, it is. It is. It is also the 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 first incident of Counselor Troy crashing the ship. Shut your fucking mouth! <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why. Bitch wasn't even driving. That was Data. Um. No. Um. No. No. I'm sorry. Let me let me replay it for you. I wish I had a fucking TV. She says. The helm is not responding. And then like shortly thereafter, Data goes, I'm going to do this to level us out. He's in control. She says the helm doesn't work and he's all robotic. I'm, I'm leveling our descent. Yeah, he did have to take over. He oh, tried. fuck me. It's the, it's- They're both sitting in front of the fucking helm. And he's a fucking AI. He's not just some dude. It's not like he's fucking Picard standing on the deck and going... When was the last do I time need to you get, looked at the inertia need, dampeners or whatever it was? Do I need, do I need to get nerdy like, on you? Do I need, all right, Data's not at the helm. Data's at Ops. Ops is on the right. The helm is on the left. Or no, no, helm is on the left. Well, then if ops, that's the case, how is he able to fly after that? Because after she said it doesn't respond. The guy can take over the ship. Clearly, he does it every seventh episode on the show. Sort of my point. So it could have been any Joker sitting in Troy's seat. Any motherfucker. But it was Troy. Of course. But it would be like Troy. saying it's anybody driving my car, but you're the one who's driving it when it crashed. You go, it could have been anyone. It might have been the car's fault. That's bullshit. They had no fuck. They got hit by a shockwave. She doesn't even have anything to fucking steer with, man. What I love it's is- such a cop out. It's, oh yeah, because you stuck a woman wow. at the wheel. She can't drive. I didn't say so a woman. Crashed. I said Counselor Troy. Oh, right. And because I didn't Tr- know the implication. In the movie, in the, in the totality of the show- she drives the ship twice. 
both times. She crashes into a planet and she crashes into another ship is all I'm saying. Now, look, I know you love you some Counselor Troy. We need to move on to First Contact. Let's, 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 let us, let us. Because that's probably what most people's favorite is. Well, and, and let's, let's say uh, Generations was a, a. Well, this isn't the talk of generations, right? Well, That's not what this is. Well, gen- gen- we still got a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, sure. My you know, there's, there's a lot, and and, the, and there, there are good things we can delve into what happened there and the, the ramifications there. But, but okay. we're, we're saying that generations was a was critically um, like seventy five percent. It was like they said it's it's pretty good, um, and it was while not a financial, you know, it was like a finan- like hitting a triple, like it, they or, or a double, like a good solid double. They they felt that it did well enough clearly to continue with the next generation crew. Um, and so two years later in, um, in fall of 96, we get Star Trek first contact. Um, and I feel, you know, it's interesting. I have less to say about first contact, which is why I don't watch it as much because there's, I mean, there are good things about it, but it's just, it is, it is far, far more two dimensional film. It's, it's fun. It's a romp. It's great. There's less to, there's less to say. Yes. Hi. Hi, Mr. A. So you guys are like some astronauts on some sort of Star Trek. Ha ha ha. Nudge. Wink. Hi, audience. Something called tequila. There's no time to argue about time. We don't have the time. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of nudge, 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 wink, wink. Um, in it, and it was supposed to be here's fun. Now, again, you have your typical problems, your continuity errors within the film. You know, you have the new ship, which you know at one point Picard says to Lily, and it he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, we have thirty two decks, and then later on he talks about how they're on deck thirty three. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like within one film, there wasn't a lot of spot checking. Um, now, granted, we got I got to say this for first contact, the deci- like it was made fast. And yeah. it was it was made cheap, and they did it on a minimum number of sets. They did it like in a field, in in a field, in um, a small rocket set, in the uh, in in like the or in the rocket cockpit set, in the big uh, in in the big um, rocket silo set, and then and then like a few sets on the Enterprise. And they they really but those met- would already have been done, right? I mean, that shit would just like be persistent. Like they wouldn't. No, no, no. It was a new. Down, right? it, it was a new ship. So they it was all it was all built. Oh, so they, all, re- they rebuilt. But all but ship. still, it's like by comparison to let's say a Bond film, you know, which where where they got to spend, you know, they got to go play, they got to go to Monaco, you know, <laughs> right? You know, you know, this is a film. I think they I think they kicked this one out for like seventy million, you know, or maybe less, maybe fifty. But I like like they I know they made it for very little, and they used everything that was like in their best interest. They were like, I think there was a feeling of go for broke. I think there was a feeling of like, who's everyone love? Everyone loves the Borg. Yep. What does everyone love? Everyone loves time travel. Let's have some funny stuff. Let's get, let's get, uh, yeah, let's have a little bit of Borg and have a little bit of like, oh my gosh, fuck, because they're the most frightening that we've seen. Yes. Like they are like, they, that's just true. In the next generation, what you're afraid of is the Borg. Yeah. And then, and then, and let's, then let's, let's have, have the let's, time travel and we'll have Zephram Cochran and it'll and, be and kind of fun and lighthearted. And, and let's have it be James Cromwell because he's just, everybody loves him. He's just off an Oscar. Oh, was he at the time? It, babe, yeah, he just or, okay. or, or an Oscar nomination. But everyone like he he had gotten a lot of critical critical. And he's like, fun. We love him. But here's the thing about James Cromwell: he's a Star Trek guy. Oh yeah. He's in the next generation like eight times. 
He's uh, he's the guy who brings Worf to find the colony where his father supposedly was. He's the guy who who runs the city when they had the terrorists that had like the special kind of of like warp like transporters that could that they could steal people with. Um, he's uh, he's he's a, he's in it a few times. He's he's he. Speaking of people in it a few times, I feel like in generations the guy who turned into Tuvok. Was in that he was on the ship? Yes, he was in the in the first scene. Yes, when he was on the Enterprise B because that's pre that's pre uh, pre Voyager, right? When it, when when that casting was done, and actually that guy um, Tim Russ was um, originally it was down to him and Lavar Burton for Jordy. Really, that I didn't know. And and Lavar Burton were, you know won out, and Tim Russ was always on the radar. I mean, Tim Russ was in an episode of Next Gen. I can see why though. I, I have to think for Lavar Tim, Burton. Tim Tim Russ was in an episode of Next Gen. As you remember the episode where the like the Die Hard episode, where uh, where Captain Card's stuck on the ship because he's trying to get his saddle, and the three people like try to hijack the ship, and it's just Picard versus the th- three people on the ship is like the beams going through, and and it's essentially him trying to free the ship from these three people. Vaguely. Yeah, one of those three people is Tim Russ. So yeah, so I mean he's he's in it. He like like he's it was yeah it was almost so it feels like they were like cause if you're told what you're telling me is it was like between him and our partner it was almost like dude we dig you yeah we dig you and they kept him around they eventually yeah. gave him a good part uh, yeah exactly it was good like we him. dig you but like, here's the deal <laughs> you know this guy's on reading rainbow um, <laughs> um, no it was, you know honestly I don't think that's what it was there's something about Lavar Burton like if we're gonna talk about a casting choice between the two like because the other guy's great I love him right don't get me wrong but like Lavar Burton is um. There's something about him that's more um, like the like kind of guy you would just kind of hang with. It seems just a little more chill. Yeah, like the I, other guy seems a little more serious. Like what's that's, funny is, is it, as as a personality type, from what I understand, Lavar Burton's more serious, and Tim Russ is more of a prankster. But like that's not how they look, right? Well, I think, you know I, what I mean. I think, what, like I think that, what it comes down to is I think that Tim Russ is probably a better actor, while Lavar Burton is a better personality. Um, uh, and interesting. Um. Which is not to say that LeVar Burton's a bad actor. I mean, he's great. Because he's not. No, watch Roots. No, he's not. He's, <laughs> like, he's, he's fucking not. He's, he's really good. But I think that Tim Russ is probably better. Um, and, a, and a more sort of like across the board, Jordy is, you know, when Jordy is having real problems, I never bought it. I never bought Jordy's pain. Really? You um, never bought Jordy's? Because I no, did. I bought no, Jordy's I, pain. I didn't. I didn't. Um, um, until actually Insurrection, which is next. Let's talk about the end of First Contact. First Contact ends... Um, it's it's enormously successful. The reviews are great. It is, uh, I think, it crossed. It, it's the first. I think it was the first PG thirteen. Oh, that no no. Here's track? the thing. I don't know about that, but I know that in generations it was like the other thing I loved about it. And this is just me being filthy. Uh, it was the fact that it's the first time. First and only time I can think of prior to the new movie coming out when when we hear a curse word. Shit. That's true, yeah. Data says, oh sure. shit. And, and I was like, because oh, like, and, and the lead up to it is great because he's like, oh, and you imagine like you're not going to hear him say shit, right? Yeah. And then he does. He says shit. And I don't know about anybody else. Again, this is just me being kind of obviously the, the sailor foul mouth bitch I am. I was like, hell yeah. I did a little cheer in my brain. Like, he just said shit. <laughs> I wish it was R. PG 13. Give me a fuck in there, Give please. me a fuck. That'd be great. I want to hear Data say fuck. Copulate. Who doesn't want to hear him say that? Copulate. Who doesn't want to hear Data say, get on my cock? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yeah, you do. Don't like, lie. ever? <laughs> um, Don't lie. So, you want it. So <laughs> He's fully <are>, functional. 
<laughs> the program. <laughs> well, interestingly, he says that in First Contact, word for word for word, what he says in uh, the Naked Now. Which is the episode where he said love that, that episode? Such a great episode to have a callback to the original series. The Naked as well. Time, yeah, love um, that. Love. So, that. so, um, so, what's interesting is that you, you, I said before that Generations was the last time you saw the crew that you remember. Um, Counselor Troy, as is pointed out so well in the um, in the in the Mister Plinkett um, reviews, is completely different. She acts in no way like the Counselor Troy that you remember from the show. And if you watch First Contact all the way through Nemesis and then you go back to watch her at any point in the show through Generation, she's a different character. Now she's just Marina Sirtis. Um, Data in this one um, is sort of hyper-emotional and really sort of... There's, generations, right? No, no, this is, in, this is in First Contact. In Generations, he's dealing with it, but in First Contact, he's like, he's like, yes. He's being seduced he's by like, it, yeah, so Yeah, there's that and there's dark. Is he good or is he bad? Picard... In 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 you know generations can't hold his own against Soren because he's an old man. He's a he's a diplomat. He's a he's a in this one Picard is swinging and climbing and in a tank top and well, but think about know, it too. It, like the the stakes are higher for him in that the, right. Uh, I would like he's got a personal like. I mean, think about kind of all, now all off, this, off the hinges he kind of goes in that. Yeah, one, but, which is good. But off the hinges suddenly gives him biceps. Like he's got he's got no, biceps and a tank top. You, That's what I'm saying though. But but else, it continues. Though. But it continues from there because from every movie forward from there he's also like this. Um, mm-hmm. The only character in this movie that's like his character, and we never see this again, is Worf. Worf is like his character. Worf arrives on the Defiant. He he arrives on the Defiant in DS9. You see him kick ass a lot. He mm-hmm. kicks ass in this. Worf is the is the one character who gets his druthers in this, and I and I and I and I dig that. But just sort of across the board, the chemistry is different. Um, Riker is really jokey. He's really joking. I mean, from the minute work, you still know how to fire a phaser? Ha ha ha. Now, you know, Riker was known to tell a joke. I was going to say, I was like, when, since from, when was Riker not from, jokey? From time to time, he was never joking in a battle situation. This is the same guy who in best of both worlds is like, Mr. Worf, fire. You know, this is a guy who when it was time to be business... This guy got down. This is why he's the first part. The first. Yeah, officer. he gets his shit done. Yeah, he is. He is. He's not joking around in the middle of the a huge Borg invasion. Of the you know he that's not what he does. And this entire time he's sort of he's you know he's he's like I believe in the Prime Directive. There's a statue of you here. All hunger and sickness is gone. And you're just like, wait a minute, you're in the past. You you're a Starfleet officer. What are you doing? You're just I'm going to tell you everything that ever happened. Here were today's lotto numbers. <laughs> Here's a sports book. But just follow this. But you there's know? something to be said for for fandom, quite frankly. Think about it. Like if you could meet Joss Whedon. Well, I've met I've you know what? I've met most of the people that I idolize. All right, I have not met Joss yet. I'm just saying, like, if like if right, you but, were okay. in that situation, like, I you don't think a, you might get a little carried away and maybe say some things that, like, in another situation, no, I you don't. Wouldn't. You know what? First of all, he's a trained Starfleet officer. Sure. All right, he's met Mark Twain. You know, <laughs> he's he's met Mark Twain. Maybe he's Mark met, Twain doesn't mean as much to him as that guy. He's met saying. someone who is who 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 is functionally a god. You know, he's he has been through some stuff. All right. And I will tell you, I met Kevin Smith and I and I spoke 
very eloquently to him. I think I was a little bit of a fan, but I didn't. I didn't go off the rails, you know. And and I and I I met Jason Mewes, and I met, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't want to name drop, but I've met. I've met a, probably of the people that I idolize. I've that I've really really idolized. I've met probably sixty percent of them, and I'm I'm you know I'm I was fine. I, I held my shit together. And I was in a situation where it would have been appropriate for me to go, you're so cool. Right. But there's a difference between idolizing, though, and a guy that like literally changes the face of an entire planet. Yes. And you like it's, and, it, the, the whole world. That's fucking but, huge, yeah, But you've man. seen the face of your planet changed by the Borg invasion fewer than 24 hours earlier. Everyone you know and love is dead and it's been replaced by Borg. And that's why you're back in the past. You don't want to. You don't want to fuck with that. I just feel like they all, not just Riker, but all of them to some extent, have their little moments yes, yes. Riker, of, of of getting a little carried away. And yes, they're trained. And yes, but this is a stressful situation. And like I said, we're talking about like meeting an amazing historical figure, not even just somebody that you idolize. Like it's so much bigger than that. Like, I have to imagine that, like, trying to keep that completely in check. I mean, it's not like the only time you see him, he's sitting there talking, oh, my God, you did this. Oh, my God, you did that. And, oh, my God, do you remember when you did this? Like, they're not all like that, like, all the time. But for them to have slip-ups occurs to me as humanizing them because they're people at the end of the day. They're well feel like they were. I, 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 feel like, I feel like it was a betrayal of the seriousness of that character. That was the character who, who was, you know, running his Imzadi through the ropes. Can you stop doing that right in front of the mic, please? <laughs> Does it make noise? Oh no, it didn't. Oh, oh, oh! See, shut your mouth. Sorry, my bad. So the, so the, (laughs) so I guess my point is, is that this is a guy taunting you. Yeah, when when (laughs) when when Counselor Troy is going for her commander, you know, position, he he puts her through hell because that's how much he cares about it. He's he's really he's a serious officer. And I just, sure. I feel like the stakes are high enough that they want to make it fun for the audience. And I get that. But I feel like that's not the next generation crew that I knew. It's too far. It's, it's too far. Data's different. Picard's an action hero now, or he wasn't before. Um, Riker's jokey now. Counselor Troy is smarmy all the time. And she, <laughs> and she remains smarmy throughout everything else. Dr. Crusher has a line. Makes it a lot easier to believe that she sucked cock in that one movie, right? Dr. Crusher. I'm just saying. Dr. Crusher has, has, has three lines, you know, as, as she did before. She doesn't do much more than spout a couple of medical things and disappear. You know, that, that, you know, nobody acts like themselves. Jordy is, 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 I mean, I just feel like it's not the same crew that I knew. And it's, they're totally different at this point. Because let's 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 face it, these people from from you know probably late 1986 through 1994 played these people every week, and even when they even when they went to generations, they took like a week off and they came back and played them. But then they took a break for two for two years. Yeah, and they didn't have to play them all the time. They weren't on all the time. They were only there for their scenes. They had time in between. They just didn't get into it. They didn't fit like a second. I don't know. Scene. It occurs to me is that that not be that, like that. When you look at the story of that one, right? Like it's like it seems more about the Borg versus Picard. 
Sure. Like sure. that other stuff well, that's is like gr- the ancillary kind of that's like a great point. That's that's the B story. And here's the great point about that. And and we can get more into the movie because I feel like we're focusing and we still got two movies to go. We got like fifteen minutes to do it. Let's but, not do that then. Uh, um but I will I will say this. I will say that my greatest my greatest criticism of that film is that is the B story and the existence of the B story. Like why even have it? As if, in the time travel and all of it, as if Picard versus the Borg is not compelling was enough. not going to be compelling enough. As if what could have happened on the ship where it's suddenly like aliens, right? And and they're taking over the ship, like that would not have been compelling. Like you needed to have a jokey story. Um, yeah, no, I think that that occurs to me as somewhat of a misstep. Like you don't, you don't need it because people are so invested in the Borg. And fucking, you got you you got the the. You finally have the budget, and it's the the space battle to end all space battles, and it lasts for all of it lasts for for all of ten seconds. Um, it lasts for it lasts for all of ten seconds, that space battle. You know what I mean? It's like like finally it's it's the whole fleet versus the Borg, and and oh shoot them there. Okay, it's good. Okay, bye guys. You know, and 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 because and, it's not about that. It's about the buildup. It's about what Picard is going through and what he's remembering from his time. Of, yes, of it is board. about that. It's a much more, you know, for want of a better term, it sounds a little cliche, but a much more human story. Sure, I agree. I also wanted to see the big space battle. I didn't like, need it. I didn't fucking need it. I, I would have enjoyed it. I, I would. I love me a big space battle, and it's not like Star Trek pulls its punches and doesn't give us motherfucking big space battles. It does. It gives it to us. But the space battle, space. but the space space battle in Generations and in most of the last half of Deep Space Nine is better. Than what we saw, I would have liked to see it on the big screen, and I, and that's and I sort of feel like it was it was blown and it could have done better. Anyway, let's go to insurrection. Um, first contact um, is is highly successful. Yep. Um, uh, and clearly solidifies solidifies that people can deal with this crew. Does better than the one with Kirk. So they're like, okay, this crew is going to do it. Um, but they're like, okay, what do we do in Star Trek Two? We had the 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 revenge story, the difficult thing, or um, and 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 we dealt with that Star Trek Three. But the real successful Star Trek movie is Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, the comedy, the comedy with the social conscience. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, it occurs as like it's it's like a template, like a yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do the comedy and the and the first idea is that date is invisible and has malfunctioned and is and how is, is that the first part of the comedy? Because I'm gonna tell you what when I watch that part, I'm not laughing, man. I'm just saying. I'm just not caring. I mean, I mean, already. Really, you're not caring. Let me ask you this, like, and what's funny about this is, like, or, well, let because me, I recently watched it again with Daryl, and he's not as he hasn't seen it as many times as I have, right? So, like, he's maybe seen it once or twice. Or I don't like, know who Daryl is, but does he resemble Mr. A at all? I'm sorry, Mr. A. Anyway, he saw he watches it with me, and he's like compelled as shit. He like sees this going on. He knows it's data going nuts, and he's like, "What? What's what's happening?" And like that's that I think is far more likely to be where people are than to be in this weird hating place that you are. Well, I think I, I think I am seeing in retrospect. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Mister A. Come here for a second. Were were you ultimately yes. pleased or displeased by Insurrection? Um, ultimately, I liked it as a movie. Sit down. Aha! See, because you're just a hater, man. I do. I hate that. I'm not alone, though. 
I know you're not alone. I'm not alone. But to all you haters out there, tell me, tell me that you didn't enjoy it. Tell me that there weren't times when you laughed. Tell me that there weren't times when you were touched. I sure, challenge there were, you. There were times. There were times. But the, here's the problem, right? Because I, I want to tell you how I am at the beginning of Star Trek Insurrection. All right. How, how I feel the beginning of Star Trek. I am watching the opening credits and, and it says Star Trek Insurrection. And the next part is gorgeous. The music is beautiful. The music is really, really truly beautiful. And the shots of the village. And I'm my first in- impression of this film, even more than the beginning of First Contact, was this is gorgeous. This is different. I like this. But then Data's there. Why is that bad? Well, how does that change things? Well, I am already starting what is going to become my my being tired of data a little bit um oh no you did not well here here we go data's data's there he's invisible he's running around um and we don't know why he's there and and he destroys the duck blind which is there and i'm like okay i get it all right i'm sort of in he's not on board the ship I'm not compelled, but I'm interested. It's Star Trek. I like Star Trek. I'm How are you not compelled? Because like you know Data to be a good dude, generally speaking. You know him to be an upholding officer. You know and why? here you know he is, is kind of essentially looking, appearing to go absolutely fucking apeshit. But there are no stakes. I don't know the context. I know it's like the beginning of an X-Files episode. It's sort of like the here. But there are sticks, and I'll tell you why there are sticks. Because you know data. If it was just some random fucking dude, and you weren't attached but to him anyway, him there would be no. But I've seen him do this before. When? On on the episode Brothers, where he takes over the ship because some because he's got a homing beacon in his head. The episode with Lore. Okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen him do this, and then there's the episode where he gets possessed, and then there's there's the episode where he loses his memory. And I've seen data malfunction before. But. And clearly he's there. But were those not compelling? Were you not wanting to see what made him malfunction or what is going on? Like there's no interest in the mystery there? No, I used the word interested. I'm not compelled. You know what it's not? You know what it's not? It's not, um, you know, Picard finding out that his, his family has died. It's not a ship, two ships in an energy ribbon, one of them blowing up, got to grab the people off, off the other one. We only saved half of them. And then Kirk is supposedly dead, but he's in the Nexus. You know, it's not, um, it's not that it's, you know what it is? It is, it is written exactly like an episode. Oh, you're going to sneeze. It's really funny. <laughs> Her headphones came off. Sneeze the headphones um, right off. <clears throat> It's not, it's, it, it is what would be at the beginning of an episode where you see him pointing there and his face is there and you don't know what's going on and then it would fade okay, to black I will, I and will the credits would that. start. I would and grant you it that. Is, it, is the, it is the, what's happening now? Not the, not the, this is cinematic and we are raising the stakes. And, and No, are, like I said, it does occur involved. more like a, like an extended two-part episode yeah, so, than like a, a movie. Yeah, and, and, and this is. Stakes level kind thing. of thing. And the last two movies movies despite being episodic somewhat besides you know having the same sort of problems the episodes would have the generations of first contact were movies they still felt like movies to me and the stakes were high yeah. there were things going and at this point it did not feel like that and as a matter of fact star trek 6 didn't feel like that i would say star trek 5 even didn't feel like that with all the other problems start star trek 6 didn't feel like that 
You've lost me there. I mean, I think I know what you mean with the explosion. Like- the explosion of the Klingon moon praxis, uh, making their entire economy going under the the you know Mr. Sulu's ship almost entirely crashing. That whole you know shaky shaky scene, and you you're you're giving the story right away. The the Klingon Empire is in danger, and then they immediately cut to a debate about whether or not you let them die. That's that's Star Trek Six, right? This starts with data's invisible, and then we cut to a dinner party. Where you know what's interesting about that? Wears something on his head. I'm like hitting my microphone. What's interesting about that is I kind of liked that. Uh, I kind of, I kind of liked this, um, this place that they were at. Oh right? yeah, they've become that felt like this, the show again. That like, part felt that that instance right there. But, and that's what I mean. Like I, feel, I, I get what you're saying, and it does. I'm not going to debate you on saying that it feels kind of like a two parted episode. But like that doesn't occur to me as necessarily a bad thing. Like what the fuck are we all bitching about? Like we loved the show. That was why we wanted the movies. We didn't want the show to be over. Right, and, so and, why are we going to whine because and, here and comes the, this movie that's essentially like a really cool two part show? And and. and Okay, but it's not a really cool two-part show. But it's it is to me. It starts like a really cool two-part show. But it doesn't end that way? How no, not? because because it can it continues to denigrate itself. Like it's it's not even a cool one-part show. It's not the best of both worlds. It's not the inner light. It's not even descent. All right, what it is is it's right around the quality of the Mark Twain episodes. It's like right around kind of that quality. It's a pretty. Good but we episode. like those, right? Kind of. Kind what of. Do you mean kind. They were free. They were free. They were on TV. I was paying money. This was this but was. But you're not getting it every week, right? Yes, at that point. Yes, I mean, I it's am. like the difference between a girlfriend no, 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 and a no, whore. No, no, like no, if a whore no. Comes you're in- wrong. No, you're wrong. I am getting it. I am getting it. right now. We're talking like season five, DS nine. It's awesome. It is. It is, in my opinion, where Star Trek is at its best. Certainly, if you're a DS nine fan, it's where DS nine is at its best. I am on DS nine, getting getting compelling, heartbreaking. Heart-wrenching, astounding Star Trek stories. Astounding, but not from the same peeps. Um. Well, some of them, yeah. Same production crew, no, same but I writers. Mean, like, it's not like the, it's again. Like I said, it's about the characters. Like you don't have those characters. You know, you're right. But and that that to me matters. That's worth something to me. But if I can only see those characters every once in a while, I don't want to see them in a dinner party. Like I do. I kind of do though. Okay, uh, at, at first. And again, it's that's still not where they mess it up. You know, they're there, they mentioned the Dominion War. I appreciate that they mentioned it, and then they go they, they go and they're at the dinner party and it's silly and Picard it, you know, you know, they're concerned they might be vegetarians and he's got to wear the funny thing on his head. Right, there's so a silly, but the silly lasts like let's let's say tops. Tops 5 minutes. And not even that long. Like I wouldn't even allow you 5 minutes. And, like and what's great though is interspersed. This is what I loved about it. Interspersed in this, you know, lighthearted fair if you will. Like the life as it has become to be on the Enterprise as as a, you know, a you know, entrenched vehicle, you know, vessel that's got these, you know, high level, you know, people on it or whatever becoming emissaries, right? Mm-hmm. And not really doing their thing anymore, right? Like in in interspersed in that you have Jordy being like, dude, they want the specs for data because they say he's gone fucking ape shit and they need him. And like he comes in and he's like, he you know, has that little conversation in the middle of that dinner party with the admiral and he's like, yo, so what's up, man? And he's like, so I did. And he's like, dude, he's like, dude, just give us the specs. He's like, well, we'll, we'll come. He's like, no, 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 no. There's no need for you to come. I mean, it's like a big thing and yeah, right, but don't here- worry about it. And then fucking. 
Picard turns around and in fucking true fashion and loyalty of that of that crew, he's like, so here's what we're going to do. Why don't why don't we see if, you know, if if if, you know, Worf can extend his stay. And what we're going to do is we're going to go we're going to go by way of, of, you know, the briar patch there. And he's like, but isn't that in the opposite direction? He's like, oh. Shit, I'll be damned you ain't right. You know what I mean? Okay, but that's but, but, what I'm okay. talking about. Now, here that's we go. like, but here we're not we going to leave our men the, But the dinner party, we have here, here we have the beginning of the problems. Problem one, their dress uniforms. It's just a costume choice, but the white and the gold looks like, they, looks like they're on the love boat. And, no way. Oh, Disagree. All right, well, you're in the minority. Um, I will be happily in the minority. Everyone, right. suck it. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 the, the second issue is the wharf arriving issue. I get that it's a joke, you know, Mister Wolf. What are you doing here? Well, I'm you know you never really hear the reason that he's here because oh he just happens to be here. He needs to be there. Yeah, he does. Need I get to, it. He needs to be there, but it's the first little bit bit of a nudge nudge wink wink at the audience we had to get Worf back <laughs> well, why is that a bad thing i like when they do that shit. no i don't because on the show they didn't do that shit and they never did that because they don't Trek. need to on the show then they didn't need to here and that's my, my that's my point what they should just not had Worf in the movie is that what you're no, saying no they should they should have said Worf. here's why you're here here's a logical reason for you to be here not just haha we're gonna nudge and wink at the audience we had to bring him along and it's the first of a number of nudge nudge wink wink little jokes quote-unquote jokes moments in the in the film that that break almost breaks the fourth wall where they're kind of like hey you know the the you know it's just i don't think it breaks the fourth wall and i tend to like them it's the beginning it's it, and like, how can you sit like, regardless, let's say there are these nudge, nudge, jokey, jokey. There are like whatever. 10 of them and they're whatever. Awful. Let's say there's 10. Let's say there's 10 in an hour and probably 45 minute fucking movie. That's 10 times I'm taken out of the story. And I and I and I but remember I that I'm in a movie theater. But like, let's how about the moment? How about the moment when fucking Picard sits there and takes off his captains like little boopy? Yeah, that's neat. That's, that's they're, they're called pips. Listen, I call them boopies. You can call them pips. I call everything boobies. <laughs> and he takes those off and you're if just If you take like, a booby and a poopy and you put them together, <laughs> they're boobies. <laughs> if boobs had poop coming out of them, they <laughs> oh would be Oh my God, that's gross as shit. Who wants that coming out of their boobies? Chocolate milkshake. Now that sounds tasty as shit. <laughs> um, no, I guess, I guess. And that's what, and that's what t- just so you guys know, Deanna Troy actually does have chocolate milk. Well, this, this, all right, so this is, the, this, this is, this is my main issue. And I get what you're saying that it's like the show and it's refreshing to see like the show. It's like another episode of the show. Yay. Another, but. And then was still hard hitting stuff. Like, like him I don't taking off his hard. boobies yeah, and I, he's like, I'm, I am not a captain anymore. Oh, that was me getting really over intense. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I you know, slapped the table. I'm really, I feel passionately about this. You, that's him going, I am not going to participate in this because it's fucking wrong okay. and it's bold as shit okay here's 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 my here's my thought here's my thought is that is that conceptually it is and in two or three scenes it is but you have the issue of you have the issue of Worf's arrival you have he has to wear a funny thing on his head you have um you have the you know Riker shaves his beard now let me which is hot FYI no it's not and here's the thing it's a plot point there's a whole scene around it. There's a whole reason why. When in a movie, when in a movie, a, a major plot turn in the movie is that someone shaves their beard. 
How is it a major plot point? There's a whole scene around it. A badly done scene, by what the way. What scene? The scene where they're in the in the bathtub. Where- How is the scene done around that? The scene isn't about that. There's it's a scene background, about it. man. It's fucking background. No, it's not. You know what? You know what the thing is. It's a, it's supposed to be you as the audience going, "Ooh, we haven't seen him without a beard in a while. Now his beard is off." Wrong. It's you as an audience member going, "They're getting back together." Well, and that like, part that's that part's something okay. that matters. That's about the character. Now, side and note, side a- note, ten, tangentially, I never cared about the Riker Troy. I always cared about the Picard Crusher. That was just my preference. I care about both. I was always much more about Picard Crusher. Like they were the will they, won't they? They were the they were the Maddie and David Addison. You know, they were the. They, <laughs> they, they, sorry. Ah, my mic. They, they were they were the Tony and Angela. You know, they they like are they going to get together? And and I never felt that way about Riker and Troy. Like I always cared. Like like with Picard and Crusher, Picard could blow out a candle and it would break your heart. <laughs> No, agreed that the 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 the, the of the, the two of the two that one is certainly more in your face, but not really there. I, and I don't like, want to. And I, I feel like that the but what I, that's kind of what I liked, honestly, though about Troy and and number one. But again, it wasn't they, it wasn't Troy anymore. It was Marina Sirtis. She didn't seem like the Troy. But that in that I particular movie, kind of the theme, kind of the thing that's going on is that everybody's feeling different everybody's sort of experiencing as an idea you know i and i feel like that holds with that and that's a good thing and it gives you insight into who these people might have been one day like it gives you insight into like because i know when you first sort of see them together or the fact that they're not together and they kind of acknowledge it and they talk about it and like will we're not together blah 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 blah, in the show or whatever i've never kissed you with a beard except that that episode you know where where you had the clone of you that was like from the transporter incident and he had a beard and i kissed him and the couple of times that we've had little kisses on the lips through the show other than those i've never kissed you with a beard before oh, i, I guess would I'll like shave to my beard then i would oh, like no. to submit that i am that i am actually flicking justin all right, right the, 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 what like, we will what we, we will have to get back to nemesis insurrection because nemesis looms let, let nemesis nemesis looms. looms oh that's so convenient fyi <laughs> Sorry, I mean, we like it. What we're at? A, we're at a minute and nine, and we were supposed to go forty-five. Well, at least this time we actually talked about Star oh, Trek. Oh, we did. But we're gonna blow it all, and I, I, I want to get back. Like, I think that we can do an hour on insurrection. I really do, because there's, there's a, there's enough to debate there, and there. Like, don't get me started on the clean. Let me just pimple. say because you're, you, you and your, you gotta have the last freaking line, and then oh, we're gonna move on. All I'm saying is I liked the lightheartedness and being able to see maybe what they were like once. I like it as a I concept. I like it as a concept. I like three or four of the ways that they pulled it off, but I feel like ultimately it was... It was it was not what you wanted. It, it, it failed. I feel like it attempted to do something and failed in everything that it tried to do from the special effects to the performances to the script to the jokes to... Um, just in every aspect, I feel like the film attempted to do something and, a, and did not succeed. In att- I feel like it it got a it got a solid C plus in every a solid C plus in everything that it attempted to do. Um, Nemesis. 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 Um, in no way am I going to let everyone know that that Alexia just mouthed the words "I'm drunk." <laughs> 
to everyone in the room because that would be really mean of me to do to our entire internet audience of four. Um, no, no, it's three. I like three. The I like three, three better. <laughs> three. So we get to Nemesis now. Th- there's an interesting couple of interesting things that have happened regarding Nemesis that that con- contextually as we get in. One, um, every other next gen movie was generations two years later, first contact, two years later, insurrection, like four or five years later. Nemesis. Was Nemesis. Um uh you had had the release of the Star Wars prequels, I believe, at this point. Um so Star Wars had returned in a big bad way. Um, it had returned in any case. It had returned in, in a big bad everybody has seen it way, so people are getting sort of the, there's there's and I think and I think the the lack of success of the Star Wars prequels needs to be kept in mind because the things that you loved have started bet- to betray you. Yep. Star Trek had become Enterprise which largely had problems. Right. Um and had become insurrection. I think that no people didn't like insurrection. No, I know. Most people didn't like it. I'm and I think and right. I think that that feeds into the lack of success that Nemesis had just as much as anything else. It's sure. Too, people are like, "Well, I didn't like the last one, and I don't like Why the Star- am I going to like this?" And I don't and, like and the, the Star, Star and the Star Wars has let me down at and this the, point. And the Star Trek that's like, on TV is letting me down. Uh, yeah. So, like so, why do I have any reason to have faith that this will be good? There's no there's no the trailer wasn't very good. Lord of the Rings we talked about the aging you know, people who are watching it, there's so much Star Trek out there. There's so much. Like it occurs and it might be like just an oversaturation. I don't think it's just in anything. I think, I think it's, it's, it's the, the culmination of everything, everything we just named. But then we get to the movie, we get to the new movie, the movie in Nemesis. The problem with the movie of Nemesis is that it is plagued. It's plagued with problems. Um, And the problems are that they were trying to be, different and in trying to be different the first thing that they did is they got a screenwriter who is a fan and a hollywood screenwriter but had never written for star trek again in john logan who wrote uh who wrote gladiator and wrote um and does a lot of hollywood movies and he's a giant star trek fan and really good fans with really good friends with brent spiner um and he's like he was a fan so he was going to write star trek as like he is a fan wanted to see it um which knowing that you go okay I see that. There's a lots of little, here's what fans would, quote unquote, want to see. Um, as opposed to people who are familiar with writing Star Trek, like Ron Moore, you know, who, you know, or, or Brandon Braga, who, if you hate him, fine. But, you know, you know they want to change the blood. Again, Jonathan Frakes, who directed the last two movies. Um, I forget the name of the guy who wrote the first movie, that directed the first movie, but he uh, he also directed a bunch of DS9. He directed the, the series premiere of DS9. So, you got Stuart Baird, who famously did not get along with anyone on set. Famously said to LeVar Burton, "What kind of alien are you?" Um, uh, wanted to make a not, you know, you, you have that, and then you have um, what I believe is 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 the we're going to make a good sci-fi film, and it's it's in a lot of ways it is a good sci-fi action film. It's a terrible Star Trek movie, and that for every reason that you liked Insurrection. I disliked Nemesis. And the problem I have with Nemesis is the problem I have with Nemesis is a, the plot doesn't make any sense. You know, the, the plot doesn't make any sense. The character of Shinzon doesn't make any sense with Tom Hardy. Who's now the hottest thing in the world. He just, so hot. Shinzon, the, you know, Tom Hardy just got cast as uh, Bane in the new Batman movie. And he was, and he was an in inception and he's, you know, he's really well known. No, no, he isn't as an actor in the film was fine. 
but I think ultimately, who would not have loved to see? If you're going to have a clone of Picard, have him played by Patrick Stewart. Evil Patrick Stewart versus good Patrick Stewart. Would yeah, everybody been, would love to see would that. have, And that's the thing. And he could have done it and, and it would I, have been beautiful. Compelling as hell. Yeah. And a misstep. And it's just a bunch of missteps where people don't understand that when the guy who's making the movie, who's casting the movie, doesn't understand that's what would be cool. Yeah. You know, a bunch of Romulans who don't act like Romulans. A bunch of Romulans who who have an elected Reman who's really a human as the head of the Romulan Empire makes no sense. A ship that was built in secret that's larger than any other ship makes no sense. Um, singing, you know, you know, was it Gilbert and Sullivan or who, who was it they were singing? Uh, Cole Porter. Who's they say that 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 Data sings at the beginning? At the beginning of Nemesis? Or yeah, are you talking about the beginning of Nemesis. Uh, blue sky shining at me. Oh, I don't know. So you have, you have Data not acting like Data, not even acknowledging the existence of the emotion ship. Now, I understand the fans didn't love the emotion ship. They wanted Data to be like Data again. Yeah, um, I mean, you have a, a feel... Because like, Data is the, is the functional next-gen equivalent of Spock. But you've had two movies, half of the next-gen movies, that have centered around his emotions and now he doesn't have them anymore he does not he not only doesn't have them but with no explanation nothing no he they explain it in insurrection no they don't they explain it in insurrection they go he didn't take it with him right in nemesis well if you have yeah i guess you're right if you haven't seen insurrection you don't know why in nemesis but you why even if you have seen why doesn't he have it with him now you know did he just decide not to use it anymore when you've had two movie plots center center around it and now there's no mention of it. What- I don't know. It occurs to me like when they say it in insurrection, not so much as, oh, you know, he didn't remember to pack it. He didn't take it with him or whatever, that it was more like it, you know, he had it in the first one. Shit got fucked up and he had it in the second one. And it, again, caused him things to worry about the it was point it was of the some, first one the point of the first one was was courage as an emotion too that's part no, of no, your growing no you know? but like but but he actually because he has the option to be like you know what it doesn't I'm seem done. like an option he's at a wedding and he doesn't have one he's he's meeting his brother and he did like like he just doesn't have it and and it's clear the reason is is that this guy is a fan who's writing it didn't like it so he's just going to ignore it and that's and I just sort of feel like they should have at least acknowledged. The, it there, there, there are a number of things. Um, you know, there, there. I will say this: it, of of all the movies, I would say Nemesis is the one I like the least. You know, it's, I it, still like it. I'm going to be clear. I vi- still like it visually. Visually, let me be. I like Nemesis. I like Insurrection. I like if it's Star Trek. I like it. I'll watch it. I like. I, I mean, I like Star Trek. Um, the the next gen movies have. You know, I like Star Trek better as a TV show. A lot better as a TV show. Um, but Nemesis ignores a lot. Um, without giving too much away, you haven't watched all of Deep Space Nine. It's common knowledge. Worf joins the cast of Deep Space Nine. No, that I knew. Um, Worf is in a particular character place at the end of Deep Space Nine. Okay. That does not fit. With Nemesis. With him being a Starfleet officer on Nemesis. Yeah, that, and, I, that I don't have. <laughs> and, and, when I watch and, it. And just being the tactical officer of the Enterprise like he always was. Wesley Crusher is in Nemesis, sort of to the side, in a Starfleet uniform. And there's no explanation as to why Wesley Crusher, who the last time we saw him was traveling with the traveling with the traveler, yeah. he's now in a Starfleet uniform. Why is he not just in civilian clothes? You know, why is Guinan there and suddenly she's joking? Oh, I gave up after my ninth husband. 
And I was like, no, Guinan, you were the say something wise or just be there. But you're not Whoopi Goldberg. You're not Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. That's not, you know view. what? That's not even necessarily true. She she's she's been known to throw down a joke. Like she's not not always... like that. But she what? Not like that. That was not. That was clearly meant to be Guinan's cameoing and making a joke because she's Whoopi Goldberg. Because that's what a fan would. And it's just sort of problems like that. Because I no, I, as a fan, I wouldn't want to see that. Like I don't. See, it's just sort of tonal problems, as far as I'm concerned. The the singing at the wedding, Data not mentioning it, warping in a different place, Wesley not, you know, going on, Data having no emotions throughout the film, the the plot problems about how the ship can detect a, a positronic signal four systems away, um, you know, the the you know the the problems with the Romulans, blah blah blah, and then ultimately the tone problem. Sorry, the tone problem. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. Uh, the tone problem is the big thing where, where I read a review once where someone said the movie ends with the bad guy being impaled on a stick and pulling his gut through the stick as he dies with his face with a, with his face on what would have been his surrogate father figure being, you know, shins on a Picard. And then they said, what happened to my Star Trek? And you know what? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You have murder. You have mind rape. You have a rape scene in this movie where where it's a sexual scene with Shinzon and and Ron Perlman being wasted, um, you know, for as good as Ron Perlman can be. You know, that's Hellboy. Yeah, right. And, oh, and yeah. as, as a, you know, raping Troy. You have, you know, it's just sort of like like where tonally this is not Star Trek. And it's, I think that ultimately the reason Star Trek fans don't like it, despite all the problems that... See, this is what I'm happened. not touching anything. Despite, I saw it. I saw it. Despite all the problems it has, despite all the problems it has, it's tonally so different than anything else that has ever been on Star Trek. There's no sense of hope in the film. Things just happen to the good guys. Bad things happen. They overcome them. And they get to a place that is as close as they can get to where they started but they're just damaged. They have not accomplished or saved anything. They, their situation or their understanding of the world is not improved. They've just been hammered and victimized. I don't know about nothing through. being improved. I mean, Picard learns a lot. He learns a lot, but, but it's just pain. There's no hope. The, that, the, the Roddenberry optimism is gone. There's no sense of that. And I think that's the problem. I think it's ultimately a betrayal of the tone of the next generation. But I, I have a whole bunch of other problems I would get into, but I feel like it's... Yeah, old. like, that's, that's not... But I feel like tone... If we're going to do a whole... Where we just talk about <laughs> yeah. that one, let's... Yeah. Let's not get too far so, into so, it. So, I guess... End of the stop day... Stop it! Stop it! Ah! <laughs> Go on. Stop touching it. I, yeah, I would say... That's what my parents always said. They did, didn't they? I can't see. Go on. <laughs> I would just say that um, that your mic is punishing you. Yeah, I think, well, see, I think it's time to wrap up. Because and, we're and it's at time to wrap up. And at the end of the day, my favorite, my personal favorite is six. I mean, I'm sorry, seven? Generation seven, seven. My personal favorite is is seven. The reason I I said that I watch Nemesis more is because it's the most recent one. So mm. in the two year in the years, I that, watch it the least. I it, will say that I I pop it in just because it's the it's the more recent one. It's the last that we ever get of those characters. And I, just, and I think it's a shame that's the last we get of them. I think we need to see. Oh, it's never. First of all, it's never going to happen never now. Happen now. Never going to happen now. Now that the now. reboot has happened. Yeah, and that's. I guess. I guess that's what we can talk about next. 
I think I think an episode devoted to the reboot because we did the I think the the reboot deserves its own full on episode. So I think that's what we will do next is the reboot. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, I guess hey, uh, there's Mr. A over there, and I, I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Alex. Yeah. Trek off. Trek off. Which is. <laughs>